It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, All right, guys, we welcome you. Good to have you with us right here. Episode number 192 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, Sorry, it's been uh, it's been a day is what I could say. I meant to do this on Thursday night, but there were some extenuating circumstances in my life and you know, let's just leave it at that and not going to go into details. Uh, just say it isn't always easy being me. Uh, some of it I bring on myself. Some of it, a lot of it I bring on myself sometimes. Uh, and a lot of it people uh, just can't resist. Um, so I'll just leave it at that and um, apologize and hope that uh, you guys understand. But it is episode number 192, a little bit later than what we wanted of the Locked on Redskins podcast Uh, We last checked in late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning with 191, uh, which was about Adrian Peterson being back. And could A.J. Green join him? Uh, Because there was a hot rumor on Wednesday night from J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington that the Redskins were looking to make a big splash. And it could be at wide receiver. And everybody was connecting the dots to A.J. Green of the Cincinnati Bengals who is approaching year, uh, or the final year, I should say, of his contract and certainly, again, had a lot of success with Jay Gruden as his offensive coordinator in Cincinnati before Jay came to Washington to be the head coach. Now, on Friday, the Washington Redskins did make a roster move, uh, and actually they've made a couple since we last checked in, so we'll go over them uh, all for you here. Uh, And that is... They agreed to terms with Dominique Rogers Cromartie, veteran corner, uh, who has been around the NFL for quite a while, as you would, uh, as you would probably know by now. Dominique Rogers Cromartie played last year in Oakland. He is about to turn 33 years old, and actually, what you need to know is this. He was a first-round pick from the Arizona Cardinals in 2008, middle of the first round. He's bounced around, of course, uh, again, Oakland last year. He was actually under consideration uh, by the Redskins and visited with them, met with them a couple of times last offseason. The two sides could not come to a deal. Uh, He was, again, with Oakland to start the year uh, last year and John Gruden, and then – you know, and then that didn't work out. And again, so here he is signing uh, basically what is uh, expected to be a one-year veteran minimum type deal. 
Uh, we don't have the exact numbers yet, but he's bounced around from the New York Giants, spent several good years with the New York Giants, including a great, great 2016, not too long ago. Um, he's bounced around from the New York Giants to the, or before that, the Denver Broncos, the Philadelphia Eagles, and of course, again, was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, and now uh, approaching his fifth NFL team, Arizona, Philadelphia, Denver, uh, I'm sorry, his sixth NFL team, Arizona, Philadelphia, Denver, the Giants, Oakland, and now Washington. All right, so here's what you need to know about Dominique Rogers cromartie Again, you know his age, you know he's a veteran corner. He also, while bringing leadership to the room, clearly it remains to be seen how much he has left. It would signify to me, it would signify to me that a guy like Rogers Cromartie is being brought here as much for what they tried to do with Orlando Skandrick last year, which is have another veteran in the cornerback group that basically is versatile and skilled enough that he could play inside and outside and, again, help a bunch of the young guys because it is not an absolute certainty that Josh Norman is still here. Again, right now, it's looking like Josh Norman is going to be here. We don't know that for sure. Uh, the Redskins could still make a, a move in terms of the salary cap there to open up more space and to move on from Josh Norman. And certainly a move like this would make it a little bit easier. What you have to hope for and what the Redskins have to try and figure out is, A, what does Dominique Rogers cromartie have left in the tank? B, is he going to be any sort of problem like apparently Orlando Skandrick was? Apparently Orlando Skandrick was not happy. Um, we heard all the reports, all the rumors when he was cut that the Redskins didn't like his attitude. He was confrontational. He uh, rubbed teammates the wrong way, rubbed coaches the wrong way. Listen, I'm not in the building anymore on a daily basis, and I don't always believe what everyone tells me just flat out. I mean, clearly – Clearly, it did not work, right? That much we know, and I thought it was going to work, and I was very, very, very surprised to see the result be what it was. I mean, you know it had to be pretty bad for them to sign Orlando Skandrick, a guy who, again, had that dual position versatility in that he could play slot and outside, and for them to cut him two weeks into camp. You knew it had to be bad, or I should say three weeks in the camp, whatever. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, is they have to hope that A, DRC has something still left in the tank, and B, that he's nowhere near, nowhere near what Orlando Skandrick was, at least in their eyes. Because we never really got Skandrick's kind of perspective on it. I'm not sure what he said in Kansas City when he went there. Now, he hung, hung on with Kansas City, so I didn't have a very good year, but... Uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you there. I don't know what happened exactly. Um, that's none of my business, and nor do I care, quite honestly. I mean, you know, to me, like you get paid to do a job, and you have to deal with a lot of BS. I deal with a lot of BS on a day-in, day-out basis. You guys don't even know. Um, and, you know, you have a job. You have to be a professional. You have to suck it up, and you have to sometimes not get your way and not do what you want to do. Uh, real quickly on Dominique Rogers Cromartie as we wrap up this first segment uh, of the Locked on Redskins podcast, and then we're going to hear from Landon Collins in his press conference. Um, Dominique Rogers Cromartie overall 
graded out as a 67.0 out of 100, according to Pro Football Focus Premium. Only played 147 snaps, 75 in run defense, 72 in coverage. In the uh, five games in which he played with the Oakland Raiders, he uh, only started one game, played outside, right, and left corner. I guess didn't play in the slot uh, with the Oakland Raiders. Some of that could be because of the personnel that they had. I'm not sure exactly how they used him. Um, But a 67 overall. Now, he didn't do a very good job, according to Pro Football Focus, in the run game. 39.2 out of 100 with tackling being a 33.5 out of 100 after a really strong start. Uh, But in coverage, for whatever it's worth, he drew a 75.1. And those numbers just for the most part continued to get better. Here's what you need to know from what he did again in a short stint with the Oakland Raiders uh, last year. Dominique Rogers-Cromartie allowed six uh, receptions on 10 targets for a 60% reception percentage, allowing 42 yards into his coverage, as defined by ProFootballFocus.com and their premium subscription package, or 7 yards per reception. Uh, He allowed 25 yards after the catch, so 25 of the 42 after the catch, which tells you, uh, you know, tackling certainly the issue, which is why he part of part of the reason why he had such a low grade uh, there and along of 15. He also, uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie, uh, had a 69.6 NFL passer rating uh, against in terms of his coverage and one penalty. Now, uh, if you look at again the missed tackles. ProFootballFocus.com has him graded as having missed four tackles in week six, his final game with the Seattle, against the Seattle Seahawks for the Oakland Raiders, and one other one for a total of five. Um, you know, I, I, obviously, that is not something you want to have happen uh, if you're Dominique Rogers Cromartie, and I don't know exactly what happened there, but the bottom line is uh, the Redskins are going to have to hope that that gets figured out and that that gets cleaned up because you can't have that. Uh, because that's how a short reception turns into, obviously, a longer and deeper problem. So, Dominique Rogers cromartie uh, overall, uh, not bad in coverage last year. Uh, clearly not good against the run and not good in tackling, and that's going to be an issue uh, moving forward that we'll keep an eye on and monitor. But if you're just con- you know kind of looking overall at the big picture, uh, DRC had a 66.9 overall grade in 604 snaps for the New York Giants in 2017. Uh, and – Again, we mentioned a 90.2 grade in 2016 in 736 snaps. Uh, And, you know, again, that's been his career high. uh, But ultimately, overall, he's been mostly, mostly in the high 60s, low 70s in terms of an overall cumulative grade where he has, again, had probably the most variance based on what I can tell, again, is run defense and tackling. But his coverage has always, has always uh, garnered, you know, well, I shouldn't say always, has for the most part garnered pretty consistent, successful coverage grades uh, based on pro football focuses grades analysis uh, in their and again I'm going to trust them because unlike others in the media I did not break down every snap of Dominique Roger Cromartie uh, career nor do I care uh, and and neither should you 
just passing along the information. Uh, here's the bottom line. I think it's a low-cost investment for the Redskins. Clearly, they had an interest in him last year. Clearly, he had an interest, more of an interest in them this year. Uh, and now they get this done, and now he can spend the full offseason here. And hopefully, he can help them both inside and outside. They certainly have a need inside. Uh, and you can make a strong argument that they also have an, uh, a need outside. All right, we'll come back and we'll listen to part of Landon Collins' press conference from Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park as he met the media for the first time as a member of the Washington Redskins. That's next right here on episode number 192 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Uh, again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, uh, as well at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of our NFL team coverage. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is episode number 192 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. With us, I am your host, Chris Russell. Again, when you get in your car, tell your smart speaker device to play podcast on Locked on Redskins. Whatever your smart speaker device is, play podcast Locked on Redskins. And away you go, a little hands and you get your Redskins content. All right, so I promised you that we were going to hear from part one of that uh, press conference at Redskins Park. We have so much other news to get to, but first, we wanted to make sure we updated you uh, because we spent more time than we probably should have, quite honestly, on Dominique Rogers-Cromartie kind of going through that whole situation and that fit. Uh, he's agreed to terms with the Redskins with a couple of other roster situations. When we last left you, we mentioned that HaHa Clinton Dix was visiting with the Chicago Bears. Now, earlier on Wednesday, before free agency actually began, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and NFL Media had put out that the next safety to fall in terms of dominoes after Earl Thomas and after Tyron Matthew and after everyone had signed Adrian Amos and so on and so forth, and of course the Redskins had signed Landon Collins, was HaHa Clinton Dix. And Clinton Dix he said, Rappaport, that the Redskins were closing in on a deal. All of a sudden, Wednesday evening, as we uh, and 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 we put that in episode number one ninety. In one ninety one, Wednesday night, the latest episode, we had an update to that, and that was he was meeting with the Chicago Bears on Wednesday night and Thursday, meaning Clinton Dix. Well, on Thursday afternoon, we found out, haha, Clinton Dix going to sign with the Chicago Bears. It's about a one-year, $3.5 million deal that he gets from the Bears, and basically he'll replace Adrian Amos, who again replaced him ultimately in Green Bay. Amos went from Chicago to Green Bay, uh, division rivals and probably the most storied rival in NFL history, and they'll meet to open up the season. And Clinton Dix goes from Green Bay to Washington for a fourth-round pick at the trade deadline, to Chicago, and now he'll take on, again, his former team in the season opener and twice, and he leaves the Redskins basically holding the bag, essentially, without anything really to show for uh, his 
tenure here, and certainly it was a disappointing tenure, and it's understandable that the Redskins weren't going to go very hard, and we had suggested all along a one-year prove-it type deal. Clearly, he got more guaranteed money, or maybe he thought a better situation there, but it does beg the question, what were the Redskins offering? It probably was less than $3 million. We don't know. Uh, Number two, you know, for Clinton Dix, clearly he thought, hmm, going to Chicago and a scheme that has been very successful. Now they have a new defensive coordinator because Vic Fangio left uh, the Bears to go to the Denver Broncos to be their head coach. Um, but they have Chuck Pagano, who's now running their uh, their system. Uh, you know, and and you know, clearly he thinks that's a better fit for him with the other have there who I know they like and that's part of the reason why they didn't make a strong push to retain Amos is really good he thought that was a better situation with the talent up in front of him and I mean it's, it's when you get to play with Khalil Mack uh, and uh, and the kid they drafted in the first round out of Georgia last year uh, at linebacker that had the long hold I mean it's hard to it and Eddie Goldman it's hard to say Clinton Dix is making a bad decision right I guess Surprising is that Clinton Dix basically had an opportunity to play with Landon Collins, his former Alabama teammate, and bypass that. And, of course, again, coming back to the other Alabama guys uh, that are already here in terms of Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, you know, Reuben Foster, and, and all these guys. So it is kind of interesting when you look at this situation to see, okay, where were the Redskins? And maybe we'll find this out. Where were the Redskins and how low were they? Uh, and, and, and just how close were they really on Wednesday afternoon before the Bears swooped in? Uh, and again, it's hard to blame a guy if he got significantly more money from the Chicago Bears on a one-year deal because that's, again, a much better defense, quite honestly much better defense right now, at least, uh, than the Washington Redskins. So anyway, haha, Clinton Dix is gone. And the Redskins will actually get or are projected, according to over the cap, get a sixth round compensatory pick in 2020. That is not official. That is a projection. Uh, but they're generally right based on the compensation formula that the Redskins should get a sixth round pick. That's kind of somewhat significant is because as part of the Case Keenum trade, they Denver Broncos. So I'm assuming that if they get the Clinton Dix compensation pick in the sixth round, that that will just essentially replace the lost pick that they gave up in the Case Keenum deal. And of course, they got a seventh round pick in exchange as part of that deal with Denver. Um, so it looks like right now they should have two seventh-round picks, again, right now. They'll also get, according to this projection, a fourth-round pick for Jamison Crowder, and they'll get a fifth-round pick for Ty Antecki, who left for the Buffalo Bills. Now, a couple of things here. You might be saying, why Preston or why not Preston Smith? Well, Preston Smith left for the Green Bay Packers, and the Redskins would have received, under the compensation formula, a third-round compensatory they received for Kirk Cousins it wouldn't have been the top compensatory pick uh, again that that was going to go I think to the Eagles for the Nick Foles situation but it would have been right in that sweet spot of 96 through 100 or uh, 101 or 102 or whatever uh, it would be 
However, that was canceled out because the Redskins signed Landon Collins. So they're not going to get that extra third-round pick next year. But it looks like, looks like, right now, barring any other major free agent signing, under the projected overthecap.com compensation formula that the Redskins should get an extra fourth round pick for Jamison Crowder, an extra fifth round pick for the loss of Ty Anseki, and an extra sixth round pick. And actually, again, it should turn out to be the only sixth round pick that they have uh, because of the trade for Case Keenum, the sixth round compensatory pick for HaHa Clinton Dick. So that's a long way of saying it. Now, quickly, before we finish up with part one of Landon Collins, the Patriots on Thursday, agreed to terms with former Redskin receiver Maurice Harris. Now, as you know, Maurice Harris uh, was a developmental wide receiver with the Redskins, also played a little bit on special teams, uh, and had some moments, um, but the Redskins did not tender him as a restricted free agent, which I was a little bit surprised by. Uh, I thought they would be able to tender him at a low enough number that it made sense considering that they were losing Crowder and had questions, certainly enough questions, about Paul Richardson, certainly long-term and short-term questions about um, Josh Doxson. Uh, and clearly, the Redskins thought otherwise. They apparently did not want to tender him at, I believe it would have been $2.1 million. They tried to, again, maybe get him back at a smaller number. Maybe they didn't try and get him back. But the way the story goes is he had immediate interest uh, around the league, and that was not a joke. That was not made up. Mike Garofolo of NFL Network uh, first to report that he visited the New England Patriots on Thursday, uh, and then they signed Maurice Harris, uh, who was also there on a visit with another player. Uh, and this is such a typical New England Patriots signing. First of all, Harris had 28 catches. We all remember the big game he had against the Atlanta Falcons in a uh, disastrous blowout at FedEx Field. I think that was 10 for 123 in that particular game. Uh, but more importantly, we also should point this out. This is furthermore reason, and I say this all the time, why you cannot just automatically believe what a coach just continues to shove down everyone's throat and says over and over and over and over and over again because the Redskins and Jay Gruden were constantly asked about Maurice Harris and his impact and his role and his situation. And I don't know what you wanted Jay to say. Uh, did you want Jay to say, eh, he wasn't a very good player? I mean, because that, A, wouldn't have been true. But here's the bottom line. Maurice Harris's last game with the Redskins was in week 15 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played 30 snaps, 18 in pass uh, in the passing game. He played a total of 462 offensive snaps in 2018. Of course, again, did not play in the final two games against Nashville and against Philadelphia, banged up. Now, uh, against the Giants in Week 14, he played 35 snaps. Again, 30 against Jacksonville, 28 snaps against Philadelphia on Monday Night Football, 36 against Dallas, 41 against... So there was a time where Maurice Harris was clearly in the mix. And again, we go back to his production where he had a season high and... He had 56 snaps against the Giants in a road game uh, and then 60 snaps, again, 45 in the passing game because the Redskins were just throwing the ball all over the place uh, against the Atlanta Falcons in that game uh, at home. Now, if you just want to look at it real quickly, according to ProFootballFocus.com, uh, his 
numbers and his targets also went down. Of course, again, remember, he had that 10-catch, 124-yard reception day uh, on 12 targets against Atlanta, as we mentioned, in Week 9. But then he goes from five targets and five catches, which is pretty good, for 52 yards, to four targets against Houston and just one reception, four targets against Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, no catches, one target against Philadelphia on Monday Night Football, no catches, and one target against the Giants uh, and no catches, and then finally two cat targets against Jacksonville and one catch. So he went from being a big part of the game plan and a big kind of featurey type player after Paul Richardson went out uh, for, again, uh, that Atlanta game and by snaps, the Giants game the week before that, and even against Tampa Bay with five for 52, to all of a sudden kind of seeing his numbers dip down as Alex Smith went out of the lineup. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but the bottom line is is the Redskins praised Maurice Harris over and over and over again and could not say enough about his route running and how versatile he was, and he could play inside and outside, and the X and the Z and the Y. They let him go because they didn't pay him. And quickly, he gets snapped up by the Patriots. what I'm telling you. Maurice Harris is probably not going to have more than 35 catches, somewhere in that range for the New England Patriots. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a really good fit. He's going to be a really good fit with their picks and their rubs. He's a big body, 6'3", 200 pounds. He's going to be a good fit for them to try and free up some of their smaller receivers, the Julian Edelmans of the world. Of course, they have Gronkowski, some of their guys out of the backfield, James White, Sony Michelle, uh, and others. To me, don't forget, they lost Corderell Patterson. Um, you know, I think Chris Hogan is also a, a free agent. So, uh, to me, this is a good move for Maurice, and this is a good move for the New England Patriots, and I'd be surprised if Maurice Harris doesn't Again, because he can run from anywhere and he can run good routes and he's, you know, he's got some good hands. Um, I think this is a really good fit for Maurice Harris and I'll be really interested to see. Now, he's going to be 26 and change. So, I mean, he's not a young guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's a late bloomer. I'd be really interested to see what Maurice Harris does in that offensive scheme with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. All right, this has gone on way too long. We're going to hear a quick snippet from Landon Collins' press conference, and then we'll have more in another episode over the weekend uh, so that you can hear the rest of it. That's next right here, episode number 192 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 192 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. So quickly to a snippet from Landon Collins' introductory press conference with the media at Redskins Park. The Redskins put this in the main auditorium. Coaches were there, all sorts of front office personnel, uh, Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder, uh, coaches and personnel that I 
quite honestly don't get to see on a regular basis. Everybody was there. They catered a big banquet uh, out in the uh, main hallway and the main walkway into Redskins Park. It was uh, quite interesting to kind of see the expense that they took to welcome Landon Collins. Usually you only see that with a head coach. Um you know, or a major retirement ceremony of one of their beloved players. But this was interesting. Uh, certainly, they can do whatever they want. Uh, it was just interesting to see the levels that they went to to welcome Landon Collins to the Washington Redskins. Here's a small part of that. Man, um, I want to thank Mr. Snyder, first of all. It's an opportunity. Uh, very emotional, bro. I just, honestly, it's a place I was always dreamed of being at because of my favorite player. Um, it's an honor to be here. All smiles, no nervousness, just all excitement, and just ready just to put on that Redskins uniform and just show out as much as I can and play with all the heart and passion that I have for this game and show it 10 times full. So open up for questions whenever you are ready. All right, that's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll hear the rest of Landon Collins' introductory press conference in the next episode, episode number 193. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading. And thanks for sharing uh, the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.